0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Supervalue GA podcast on WeareCavan.com. I'm Damien Donoghue, and I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo Celt, as we look over. I suppose Paul will start off with talking about the rise of the schools in Cavan, and as we sit here on Friday afternoon, St. Pat's Dalton have lifted their third cup of the academic year, um, or St. Pat's have lifted up the third cup with the Dalton being secured last night against St. Pat's Mahara the rise of, of we'll talk firstly about St Pats but schools in Cavan overall but the rise of St Pats has been phenomenal Ah here,
1: yeah. Damien it's it's unbelievable it's it's one of the most unbelievable success stories in Cavan sport not just GEA in, in the last decade Do you know I, I distinctly remember when St Pats won the Dalton Cup in 2010 Pierre Smith Ryan Connolly Thomas Galligan Brian Shannon Matty McKenna um, yeah. a very good team Mark Fagan I think was on it Keen McManus a lot of those fellows have gone on and are well-known, very good footballers now. But we actually put that on the front page of the paper back then. And I remember making the case to the editor, Linda O'Reilly, saying, this is huge, this is massive, to win a Dalton Cup. You know, St. Pat's had never won a Dalton Cup before. Now, I did read somewhere, or heard somewhere that St. Pat's won the first ever Dalton Cup way back in the 60s or something like that. But I'm told that they didn't. So um, I'll take that as gospel. But... You know, back then it was so rare uh, what's rare is wonderful <laughs> to win a Dalton Cup in 2010 was amazing and and that team followed right through and won won everything as they went, to, went up the only thing they lost was was the Corn and Oak uh, they lost to Oma and they went on of course and won the McCrory and everything else but just to run through what, what they have won now since since that breakthrough win in 2010 they've won the McCrory once they've won the Ranafast twice the Brock Cup once uh, the Corn and Oak twice and now the Dalton twice They've lost several finals in that time. They lost a Brock final after extra time one time. At least one Dalton final. At least one, if not two. I think yeah. they lost two Dalton could finals. Be two Dalton I'm pretty Dalton sure finals, they lost yeah. two. And like, and it's getting to the stage now where they're winning these things commandingly. Like they won the corner Dog final by twenty points. They won the yeah. the Dalton final last night by five points. Um, you know, they won the Ranafast. They didn't play brilliantly. It was wet conditions, but they were much the better team in that Ranafast final as well. They won it by a couple of points and went on and lost a close game to the Kerry team in the all Ireland semi-final. So it's incredible. It's unbelievable. And you know, when you dig deeper into it, what's most encouraging about that is, okay, there's a history in Cavan where it correlates between St. Pat's and, and the county team. When St. Pat's have done well, the county have done well. And that, that correlates right back to the even the 70s where Cavan made made a couple of odds to finals and were one of the top teams in the country without winning anything based off the back of St. Pat's success. But, we all know that the population of the county has risen by forty forty five percent in the last 20 years but with the areas where the population is rising is very much the what's become the commuter belt so Virginia, Kingscourt James Doff, 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 Baleighbar. Baleighbar, that whole area and St Pat's aren't pulling really from that area there was two Rammer fellows on the panel there wouldn't have been any Kings or Bailer lads I don't think um, I'm not sure about Cassaran, but traditionally St Pat's don't pull from those areas so you have a powerhouse of a school turning out footballers in this area, and then you have a massive population in the other area. Yeah. So the next challenge is now to tap into that. But it's it's unbelievably uh, exciting, and and it carries so much promise.
0: Yeah, I suppose it does show though, and and it's a credit to St Pat's, and you can see it being replicated in Loretto, which we'll move on to in a few minutes' time. But where if you get the teaching population or the teaching uh, fraternity in behind. the the sporting movement in the school it can produce massive results and and that's what's happened that's the success in St. Pat's that essentially they have lots of people willing to help out you know lots of teachers willing to help out and do the work
1: Well the hardest thing to change in in sport is culture you know it's they took an entire culture change in in St Pat's football, to change it like we were both attended St Pat's, and I know you played on a good McCrory team. I remember you coming around our our classroom. I was in Fergus O'Connor
0: science class. I think I was in fourth year, and you were in sixth year. Before somebody <laughs> tweets in and says Damien didn't actually make the team, I, I, I'll clarify it. I was on the bench. We right. <laughs> were on the panel. I was on the panel, <laughs> but I think it was
1: yourself and Enda King. That's and right. Someone else. We're coming around yeah. the, the the lower. Uh, age groups in classrooms trying to whip up a bit of support I remember sitting beside Gavin Crowe and I remember saying like, jeez we go to that game yeah. and we went to it but that was a rare thing like and lost to to St Michael's but it was yeah. rare to make a McCrory quarter final that it time was, and it was yeah. a big big thing for the school to make it and uh, you know in my time it became a bit of a laughing stock to football like you know they hadn't won anything they went the entire 80s and 90s without winning anything Yeah, and then I think the last team might have been the late seventies, Rick Ulivan Senior was on it. Um and Ray Hackett and those those that age group were on it. They won a Ranifast in maybe seventy nine around that. And they didn't win anything for the entire eighties or nineties. Like I went in there in ninety six and left in two thousand and two. They didn't win anything.
0: Yeah, the first team they won was uh was it a Ranifast? They wranifast
1: in two thousand and four right. and two thousand four, that's right. McCormick
0: that. and uh Ali Pickett Ali Pickett Podge Riley Podge Riley Ray Cullivan right. yeah,
1: Fergal Slowey came on in that game like, but that was a brilliant group of players and
0: uh, and that was rare it was rare that was the first cup in 29 or 30 years something like that I remember at the time
1: yeah so they had gone through you know you talk about Brock Ranifas Dalton Coronado McCrory Five opportunities a year. So yeah. Pat's had over a hundred opportunities, maybe a hundred and fifty competitions without winning anything. Yeah. You know, and there were so many hard luck stories. The odd time they'd get it together. I remember a Corning and O team in my age group. I wasn't on the panel, but a great team. Kevin Downs, uh, Alan Coyle Lord Mercy on him. Cahill Paddy Gallagher was in goals. Sean
0: uh, Riley from the
1: Gales. Sean Riley. They were yeah. they were three goals up at half time in a semi final against Oman Lost that game. There was a few hard luck stories like that. But the whole culture changed like when they I always remember this when they won that um ran a fast in two thousand and four, which came out of nowhere to win a ranfest yeah. uh I remember picking up the South of college at the time, and they won that game playing in the Ballyhays jerseys that's right, and you know maybe it was a clash of jerseys um but <laughs> i i would I would not be surprised if they hadn't a set of jerseys no
0: you're actually you're 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 right it wasn't there wasn't a set of jerseys and in fact. I, I and the only reason I know it was I sponsored a set of socks for the team in two thousand and four. Um because they hadn't got socks, they hadn't got shorts, there was there was no kit for them at all. So the only gear that they could get was for the final a, a set of shorts and a set of socks. I can't remember who who sponsored the shorts but at school, the time.
1: A school without a set of jerseys in the most competitive, well organized province in the country mm. in the space in the space of that was 2004, 14 years later we're looking back at a decade where they've been the dominant school that is an unbelievable transformation that is yeah. just you could write a thesis on that how to manage to, to change that culture around and you know I i read um, Liam McNiff's book The Former Principal um, he kind of wrote a memoir of his of his time and uh, I just skimmed through it. I didn't read the whole thing but he, he mentioned part of it and he said when you look back through the decades through St. Pat's it was founded in, in you know mid 19th century in like 1870 it went to that site Um, traditionally when the school had success academically in in music and theatre and particularly on the sports fields was when there was a young vibrant staff in the school it was like you get a young staff in they're full of energy they want to get involved in things and that was always the way and they would throw themselves into extracurricular activities Mm. it would create a good young positive atmosphere around the school and the school would would thrive as a result and you know it's not the old guard that were there in St. Pat's great men all the teachers and, and ladies but as as some older teachers retired and maybe some new blood came in maybe it took that um to, to just to, to rejuvenate the school you know i'm just thinking maybe that was was one of the triggers it was a perfect storm it's not going to be one thing and of course the county board coaching was a massive factor as well but it's phenomenal like it's
0: just phenomenal it's, it's a great feeling to see it yeah, just briefly on the game um killian brady had an outstanding game <laughs> <laughs> i saw some it's giving causing problems this yeah. Kilian Brady had a good game, actually. Apparently, but it wasn't Kilian Brady that got the one nine that that was reported on on social media. Um, I think it was it was Dara Lovett from Killygarry who got the one nine. There may have been a bit of a mistake in the program, um, whether it was deliberate or not. Only only the management could tell. Well, Ulster Schools she put up a tweet and said, "Brilliant Dalton final this evening between
1: Pat's Cavan and Pat's Mahara with Cavan winning. Brilliant performance by number thirteen, Kilian Brady." who scored 1-9 hashtag interesting games to come Michael McMullen from the Derry Post who we know well great football man he replied and said except number 13 was actually Daryl Lovett but Cavan decided to change his jersey number and not tell anyone and still insist after the game it was Brady forget the mind games and let the kids play almost did a lad out of his rightful headlines tomorrow Caro Kane, who's also a Derry man uh, quoted that tweet and said I really despise this kind of stuff what purpose does it serve anyone imagine a Cubs scoring 1-9 and that's the final and someone decides not to give him credit for it why so some of the, some of the other comments um, Mike McMullen came back said three or four Calvin mentors in the vicinity of me after the game not able to say what number he was actually wearing and after every score <laughs> good lad Dara being bellowed out of the stand <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what went on there but I, <coughs> if well, it was a little bit of gamesmanship why not? That St. Pat's Mara would have had enough advantages there in the fact that all their players were in the school last year and not yeah. only do you have the extra year to work with them you know, let's say if St. Pat's had the pick of all the six classes around the area you can be guaranteed, guaranteed there'll be two or three very good players that would make that team as well so That's Mara would have been choosing from two full years of play, worth of players.
0: And I will say on top of that, I know for a fact because my brother's involved with the team that they did clarify with with, I know with Kevin Kelly from Team Talk anyway after the game that no sorry it was a mistake with the jersey's number thirteen was actually Daryl Lovett so they they did explain it to some so and I I, I, I mean t-
1: I mean you know you're watching football you see kids whatever about adults but you know a really good wee player like you know him from from the first time he gets on the ball because th- this chap is seems to be phenomenally gifted and
0: we've seen him in the corner of the Oak final racking up two. 2-6. Two, 2-6. Six. Two,
1: six. So, there's a couple of factors. Like, would it, The first time that fellow would have got the ball, he'd have stood out. Because he's a phenomenal player. Yes. Like, So, after the first minute, they, they could say, are they going to go,
0: well, no, that's that's not Daryl that, Lovett. That's Killian Brady. Whoever Killian is. Well, does, doesn't it open the debate twice? As in, right, okay, so maybe the St. Pat's boys look at the programme and go, okay, we remember Daryl it, John, you're marking number 13 there. And then... Number fifteen, which is what Darrow was actually wearing, or whatever way it worked out, he, Darrow was actually wearing thirteen, and Killian was wearing fifteen. Shortly after the first one-one or one-two, and I believe he got the first goal in the first couple of minutes, you turn around and go, "Oh, wait a second, hold on, maybe you should mark this." boy he's very good, even if you don't know his name. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. that's what managers are there to do. Well, that's it. And like you know,
1: St Pat's Maher uh, is, is a school. You've got four or five teams in it. There's going to be a lot of crossover. They were exposed to this chap in the in the corner. No sure. final, and he hit them for two six. And you were at that game, yeah. And like he ran the game by all accounts. Yeah. And so. the video that game yeah so, look, so I, look I shouldn't even again, be talking about that I, that's it's not, what I was it's just going to s- say yeah but it, it fair, fair play to every one of them and it, it's, it's great to see it and I should also mention Oliver McChrystal uh, the full forward who, who's a great little handballer so he's he's won two Ulster handball medals in the last two years from, from Rammer and now he's after to win an Ulster football medal as well so that's a nice achievement for a lad at 13 as well
0: yeah a few standout players I was told um, that the other Lovett is he Kevin? Kevin yeah, Lovett at midfield very good scored even 1-1 yeah, even though it wasn't 100% going into the game. And uh, Favar, I can't think of his second name. Was he's he's Emmanuel. Yeah, shuhu she, she, yeah. um he was, he was outstanding as well, apparently. Had to come back in the second half and, and work to bring ball out of the fence and everything. But a couple of wonderful performances. So I well was, done. I was
1: coaching one last thing. I was coaching another little the handball fella from from a different club who's not, not in the school uh, a couple of weeks ago. And he mentioned this game was coming up and that Oliver was playing in it who played who's part of the handball club and I said, I said, well, like, would, would they win that game? Some past, do you think, and he goes, they've got favour. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, what do you mean they've got favour? And he said, I oh, have favour. And I said, what what do you mean favour?
0: And he said, no, he's a player. <laughs> so seemingly he must be good. He's very good. I have seen him last year and on the fourteen final with Cavan Gaze and Killegary, and he he wouldn't be as big. He, his brother Emmanuel is big, but uh, he's, he's he hasn't got the height, but he's got the heart. He's he's real, real talent. And I wonder to watch. It'd be great to see him progress and and, and make it. Onto to the Cavan team in the years to come and do you know the, the last thing on this day, I mean, talking to the, to
1: the principal earlier on in the year and after they won the the of titles this year and he said to me or even, it was, sorry it was before that it was when they launched the Friends of St. Pat's and he said to me I think we win the Brock this year he says the Brock is the best team in the school I think we win the Brock and that was the one they lost yeah. so that just goes to show how highly they're rated as well so they could have won all four but we'll take the three
0: yeah, well, four out of five, the McRory, oh yeah, McCrory is the big one, so they they
1: didn't just... But it's diff- It's very difficult for the teams in the South to win a McRory. Yeah, it, it takes it a, takes, it takes and a and huge alignment to You do to probably start. need a couple of fellas repeating or doing their, their doing transition TY. year or stuff like that, because yeah, otherwise it's, it's, it's yeah. tough. Like.
0: Yeah, it's a disadvantage. But look, at, we'll stay with schools, Paul, because we, we, we spend a lot of time talking about St. Pats, and rightly so, as you pointed out from 2010, their success has been consistent. With Loretto are now taking the limelight. What, what, what a, what a week! Never mind a year, but what a week for Loretto! It,
1: but it can't be a coincidence. I've been thinking about this the last, the last uh, couple of days. You know, it, can it be a coincidence that both teams have come from? St. Pats had a name as a good football school, but really it weren't. wasn't. It wasn't, and Loretto just had no football pedigree at all, and now. St Pat's is the, are the best football school in those two, or right there with, with Mahara I would give them the respective of Aaron but they're certainly in the top two Yeah. and Loretto are, this year are the top football school in Ireland yeah. they've won the under sixteen, and the under 20 and they're in the under 14 Aos the final which doesn't go on to all Ireland level I attended both those Loretto all Ireland finals and I was blown away I have to say I wouldn't have watched as <laughs> yeah. much ladies football as you have over the years but I've watched. I've only watched three ladies matches this year one was a was, uh, a national league game between Cavan and Armagh. Brilliant game, brilliant game, and featured the best ladies footballer I've ever seen, Amy Mackin. Absolutely phenomenal, an unbelievable advertisement for ladies football. But those two finals, the atmosphere was brilliant. And sometimes some of the commentary around ladies football is a little bit patronising. I did not be patronising in the slightest. I was very, very impressed with the level of skill on show, um, the the game awareness, the tackling. It was very disciplined. The handling was excellent. I just, I just thought it was absolutely phenomenal and some phenomenal players and a great leadership about them so mm. the under 20 game um, Lauren McFeety I thought was a standard player she was absolutely brilliant great leadership it would remind you of her brother Dara yeah um, come up from centre-half back got a crucial goal in the first half Niamh McCorry was excellent in that game as well Um as was uh, Anya Riley. Both of them played in the under-16s. I should mention Maren Cusick as well, absolutely fantastic joint captain of the, of the team, scored two goals in the under-20 final. And if they had a loss, it would have been such a hard-luck story because everything seemed to be going against them. They missed the penalty, had, had a good point ruled out wide, a real dodgy point was given for for uh, the other team, Um Missed an awful lot of chances, you know. Even missed a couple of handy frees in front of the post. Just nerves and things got the better of them. But they kept going and kept going and uh, ended up winning it. And then in the under on the under sixteen final, they were losing by a point at half time, having played against the wind, and they just ran them up in the second half and could have won it by more.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely could have. After the game, I caught up with the under sixteen captain Elaine Brady. <laughs> Delighted to be joined by the captain of the Loretto Under-16 winning uh, All-Ireland winning team uh, Unbelievable, two All-Irelands in a week Elaine Brady, you must be just over the moon
2: Oh, I just, words just can't describe it now it's, it's just, I can't even describe it It's just such an honour to be part of such a great bunch of girls And just the work rate right, and the commitment out of every single one of them girls is just incredible
0: yeah, it's, I suppose it, it's not something that comes as a surprise to you. You've, you've won in All Ireland on the 14 medal as well, but it, it just continues to be special.
2: Yeah, I suppose, but you never get sick of winning All Ireland, either. It's every time, any time you win in All Ireland, it's special, and to have to have two at Loretto, is just, it's just incredible.
0: I to Mick Flynn there a wee bit earlier on second half. You had to deal with a different strategy of kick out. It, it first half their Kellarglen kick outs were absolutely action, but at midfield you really took control in the second half.
2: Yeah, I suppose like we did struggle with a couple of our own kick outs in the first half, but then we regrouped and sorted it out, and you know got ourselves together, and eventually in the end, in the end, um, we got it together, and yeah. <laughs>
0: Talk to me a wee bit about your full-back line. They, they, they had to deal with some talented footballers from Kerry there.
2: Oh, unfair. oh sure, there was talented Kerry footballers all over the pitch, but especially in their full forward line. Like we, put, we just knew we had to put so much pressure on them when they were attacking them. We just kept passing and harrying them and just kept putting the pressure on and just yeah
0: <laughs> and using the link creating that, that uh, I suppose bridge between defence and attack and your attackers really stood up in the second half
2: yeah oh, we just we just knew when we got the ball when we turned over the ball we had to get it up the, the pitch as quick as we could and you know a safe exit as we always say just make uh, sometimes the simplest things are the best things to do and just yeah
0: <laughs> they really are I, I, you, during your speech you, you mentioned you love these girls you're obviously a leader amongst them they, they look up to you and, and when you got the engine room go in the middle of the field, they responded for you.
2: Yeah, oh, just uh, each of them as an individual—they're just they're just top class. Like, I just I couldn't be more honoured just to be part of a better bunch of girls. I'm, I'm just so grateful just to have just to have that football in the Like, it's just it's incredible and so proud of them all.
0: Congratulations, a wonderful achievement, well done. Eoin Callahan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial, and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit, or if you need any electrical works carried out, why not contact Kieran Callahan Electrical on zero four nine four double three zero one one one. Yeah, look at again. She picked up as she said, "There, that's our second All Ireland in a week." You know, some people wait an entire lifetime and will never see an All Ireland of any sort. So, these girls now. And and what what was quite telling is that this isn't it for them. You know, they, they while they appreciate and enjoyed that success, they're hungry for more straight away. And I suppose indicative for me was Mick Flynn involved again with another ladies' team that wins in All Ireland. It's nearly become routine for Mick Flynn to win All Ireland with ladies' team. But that was Friday afternoon in uh, in Banhar. And on Saturday morning, I was up in Kingspan Breffney at nine o'clock. And who was out training the cabin on the 14s? Mick Flynn, you know, back out. So it, it's it's no coincidence that Mick Flynn is good at what he does and the rest of the management, not to take away from any of them. But it's it, it's a phenomenal success story to continue. And he keeps on preaching. And I don't know if people listen to him. Let them figure these things out themselves. Just give them the opportunity to learn and to 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 problem solve, and they'll do it. Like he puts a huge amount of trust in young girls, and any team, in fact, that he's involved with, to to go out and and solve the problems themselves. Yeah,
1: you could see that. Like that. That's that's probably what I was trying to get at. You know, that like the, their their game awareness, the way they could figure things out, the the their distri- distribution of the ball. Like, you know. I would encourage anyone to go and watch ladies football because it has come on so much. It's
0: it, tactically even like we we were we were doing the commentary on it. it thanks to uh, Kieran Callahan Electrical, but uh, it was the first half still. Orgrim were um, were using a kick out where they they gather in the centre and run out to the wings. And the Loretto girls, this is on the sixteen final. Loretto girls were struggling. They won all their own kick outs in the first half. Second half they came out and Loretto turned over eight or nine of of the of the opposition's kickouts. Um yeah. so you know and again it was just them figuring it out but you you you're, you're mentioning tactics. That that's a a clear set piece. It's a tactic. It's an organisation and it takes problem solving to be able to counteract it. Absolutely. And uh, the management
1: made a couple of good switches too. The 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 Kerryfold forward line was very dangerous so they put in Keone Tupulato. You recognise the name, yeah. she, daughter of Salisi and uh, the great rugby player from from Tonga living in Cavan a long time now and you know she's
0: she's class like
1: two or three of her uncles played professional rugby in in New Zealand and you can see that the genes are are very very strong and are so aggressive still under 14 and was brilliant and also Clodagh Kennedy who came on on. I think she's the sister of Dar that's right
0: picking up uh, Griffin Gary Roshan Griffin who was
1: a great player too but no it was great absolutely brilliant I thoroughly enjoyed it I'll definitely be attending more Loretto games in the future
0: yeah so congratulations to Loretto on the double of the, the senior Andy the under 16 or they'd call it the junior we should
1: also mention I suppose that the, the senior ladies are through to, a, to the National League final too well,
0: I was just going to come to that and, and talk about a seamless link Paul you're a professional at this <laughs> I caught up with the senior ladies manager James Daly after their victory over Waterford I suppose after the league game and and being defeated quite convincingly
3: down there, it took a real, real hard effort to get over the line here today. Okay, did yeah. We knew Waterford were a good team, uh, but we knew we didn't do ourselves justice, and the girls knew. Um, I made every one of the girls in their own private time watch the video. Okay, and. and to show that that you know, yeah, Waterford were a good team, but we did not do it to have justice. We played really, really poor, and that's 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 why like we went to be a point in that game at 15 minutes ago, and we lose by 12. So you know, wheels come off, and then just the whole you know, the car was a wreck. You know what I mean? So basically, you know, we worked on a few things that we knew that that weren't working for us, and we knew we had a, we had a couple of weeks to, to get it together, and we've worked really hard on it. And as you can tell, like our, like every every out there was immense. The, the, the six defenders were just top door Yeah, absolutely brilliant, especially in the second half with the, with the Win the advantage With Waterford You really had to grind Really had the battle To get the result But won that second half Yeah And, and it, one thing We were confident enough Of it in the second half Is that we have a lot of Footballers on this team And we knew The big thing in the second half Was to carry the ball Okay And, and like, we, we, we had a sweeper in there And it, for me She was man of the match was gro- It was Grainne McGlade But we, we pushed Sinead Green up I told Sinead Every opportunity she had I wanted to take 25-30 yards and the ball And that, that's what, that was the catalyst For us pushing on And winning the game yeah, give you the pace coming out
0: because the control of the ball in fairness from that back line, the amount of turnovers you got, but you could transition it up to the half forward line to, to, to take the pressure off.
3: Yeah, no doubt, yeah. And that's that's again, then that's we, we have worked on that and, and and it's it's you know, if if the situation like in the first half you let the ball in a wee bit quicker. But in the second half, you know, we knew we had the footballers, we played we wanted to play football, we kind we can a rule here that we're not allowed to kick the ball before the fifty, okay? And uh, but we, we with the win we carried a right through and we wanted to carry it right through to, that, to their 50, okay, and, and that's what it was. And the, and the transition, the transition was really good. There was some now we we were sloppy at times. Like it's, 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 what did we score? One seven or one eight? You know, what I mean? it's, it's low scoring, you know. But it's it's um, it's on the other end of the field. Okay, that's a strong win. That's a good physical team. And for a team that beat you by 12 points a month ago, and you come back and beat them by three points today, like you know, it tells you a lot of character that team.
0: Really does. You you talk about driving out of defence. It was Catherine Dolan's drive through their defence yeah. that really was a crucial score.
3: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a great goal by Catherine. And God love her, like she was struggling a wee bit in the first half. Uh, and uh, and like she's a young kid, and she but she's such a good footballer, you know. And we we just wanted to keep keep her at it because she has that inner locker. She, you know, she Catherine can Catherine can go twenty-one to twenty-one all day long. You'd have to tell her to stop. Okay, training's over. Go, home now, Catherine. Okay, and she done that. she done that. You know, but it was a great. I actually, I actually wasn't sure whether he was going to allow the goal or give a penalty or what the story was. But fair play to him. Like I, I didn't agree with everything he done obviously today, but he, he, I think he done a fabulous job. Okay, and and that's all. That's the best you can ask for. Yeah, definitely. Looking ahead now, the the May bank holiday weekend
0: you take on Tipperary in the Division Two final, second year in a row. Will the experience of
3: last year count, Fretton? Look at. If, if, I, I don't know whether it will or not, okay, because it's, it's it's on the day, like Tipperary are after beating a very good Armagh team today, and they're going in, they're going ahead now, and they were in, they won the they were unbeaten last year, okay, and the only game they've lost this year was to, was that Waterford team in the last day of the season, so they're a good side, uh, they've got some very very good players, okay, and you know we know what we do, we'll have to do to, 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 to beat them, okay, um, but look at it, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting match up, you know they they're all Ireland champions last year okay and we're kind of like the nearly women okay for the last couple of years and it's time for us to go into the league title here
0: yeah hopefully so yeah. well done James delighted yeah I suppose Paul he has a little sigh of relief in in, in his quieter moments when he'll say thank God it wasn't our that we that we face in the final it's temporary but talking about the, the Waterford game it was a uh, when you look at the league result, they, they lost Brady's by 12 Arvales. points, they lay four goals, for Volkswagen you were expecting Waterford to come out like all guns blaze and, the and they, were, the they were shooting community. the lights out really on cabine, the attack Lankford, Leecho, throughout the Monad whole Lidl uh, uh, Division 2 campaign. For over 50 years, family-owned and family-run business, Brady's yeah, yeah, I mean, are famous for their I long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arvalin. Limited. They provide an unrivaled and after-sales service and are open <laughs> six days a week really sure a a couple of get on the winning team of today no, no. she did take w- a bounce when, w- S- when S- I looked at it in real time I have to say e I thought oh gosh details. that's just charging from start to finish but she did take a bounce which which I think just can I can understand why well, the, the refs would have. often
1: give, give the forward the benefit of the doubt yes. when they're in contact like yes. that yep. they, let, they let them take the extra couple of steps I thought it was the kind of little shoulder charge into the keeper but look at Catherine Dolan's ahead hell of a player she's brilliant the energy yeah
0: the energy she brought from the middle of the field, she covered every blade. Like of she grass missed a
1: couple of games earlier on in the league, and it's no surprise now that the team has, has is going well with her back in the side and uh, Brona Sheridan is a great addition
0: there as well. Yeah, Ashley Dunning, as always, picking up some vital scores. Like it, it
1: Ashley and she's been doing that for so long for <laughs> Cavan Ladies. That dummy solo,
0: Bernadine Button. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, uh, what and, and the dummy solo? I think you've seen the, the clip of it on 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 Facebook. Uh, Jerome executes it as good as she does in the men's or the women's game.
1: That's right. But look at her highlights reel. If someone ever put it together, would be unbelievable. How many people can can kick a. a Silent ball over the Baron Crow Park
0: yeah yeah that's true the uh, 6th of May I think that's the Sunday isn't it 6th of May in Parnell Park at 2 o'clock so um, on next week's podcast we'll be bringing you a preview of that uh, final so best of luck to the girls anyway that's two National League finals in a row hopefully they can get the right result this time round very quickly before we finish up Paul All-County Football League has started a um, few standout performances or maybe performers in it we were yeah. discussing this during the week. Well,
1: lacking, I suppose, top of Division One again, have been very consistent in the league for the last couple of years, um, and came through with a with a narrow win against Killygarry last week to make a four from four. The Gales are now unbeaten, I think, since September 2016 in in yeah. League and Championship in Cavan. They drew a, that'd be right. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they went into the relegation playoff that year and won the two games. So would,
0: uh, t- uh, yeah, within Cavan unbeaten. That's unbelievable.
1: September 2016. So. That that's phenomenal. They they did drop one point against Garner, uh in a draw up in Terry Coyle, but they didn't lose it. Temper's afraid in a few games as well. We're hearing yeah. reports of a few bust-ups in and Malise. Um, and
0: and they seem to be coming more frequently than I remember in in previous years. Now there's there's a lot of games that like usually you'll hear of one and then it pitters out for a while, but they seem to be getting out of like more frequent, definitely more frequent. Well, I'm
1: not going to win any any friends with this but uh, anyone who's listening can take it as a compliment you never ok you did actually hear of a, of a bit of a bit of madness going on in the Swad baltorbert game which was abandoned but if you hear of a big Malie in a match it's never Bally Hayes or Killigary or um, Killing Care or Red Hills it's always in that necklace of where absolute football stronghold Mullerhorn Balignan Garona, Krushla City. Bally McHugh <laughs> <laughs> not not <laughs> Bill Thorbett. I blame Terry Highland for 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 Bill Torbus. Lacking <laughs> In that that neck of the woods, that down in that heartland of football, funny enough that's where the Anglo Cell sells very well as well. And I like to think it's because people like to read about the football. You're talking about Mullerhorn, Gowna Lakin, Bally McHugh Bally McHugh, Bally McHugh Crushelaw, that that whole area. Yeah. They're absolute football mad and Mad is the operative word. If you hear, if you ever hear from Malie or anything like that, it generally involves those clubs because it means so much to them. Like, and it's, it's, you know, it's great to see that spirit. spirit but I think, spirit I think persists. just,
0: to, just to buck the trend, Cavan Gales and Rammer played uh, a temperamental affair.
1: Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. But that's so more. That's more of a per, of a personal um, personality clash between those those groups of players. Like they
0: the pretenders to the throne of yeah. the Gales as in the
1: Gales were stung when Rammer won the championship the Gales had a very bad year that year and the Gales were back last year and they were already laid down a marker and I felt they bullied Rammer
0: and, in and the championship no and Rammer one, just
1: probably didn't want to be bullied this year and
0: yeah knowing a few Cav and Gales players that I do the, the one thing that they said last year and even said the year before when Rammer won it was Rammer wouldn't beat us to win a championship they have this in their in their armor, they they believe that it doesn't matter what Rammer do, they won't beat us and win a championship. So, mm-hmm. it's 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 there is something there. I've never seen the Gales probably as motivated to beat a team as as it is as they are Rammer. They well, Rammer should take that as a compliment. Exactly, completely.
1: But, do you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what Rammer do this year. Now, is there a championship going to be seen as a flash in the pan? Surely, with the weight of numbers of quality players that are coming through, you'd imagine Rammer are going to be, be. right there. Like.
0: But it, And again, we'll, we'll, we'll delve into this, I'm sure, into the summer. But if this opportunity of, of 2018 goes a-begging for a rammer without making an impact on the championship, let's let's be honest about it. Last year, they didn't really cover themselves in glory, reigning champions going in. They didn't reach anywhere near their capability. They, stu- it, they sort of stumbled through the group. yeah. They
1: scraped through the group. And then was, did they lose the quarterfinal? They beat Lavi in the quarterfinal and then lost to the Castellan in the semi final. But... Yeah they never played well they though. never played well no, no. Not whereas the standards. previous
0: year they played very very well throughout the group stages um, turned a little bit more defensive in the knockout stages but but you could see they played well they were by far the better team in the championship of 2017 see was crucial to or that 16. was
1: last year they didn't have Connor Bradley very much because he, he picked up a bad injury and they didn't have Brian O'Connell at all yeah. and they haven't had Brian O'Connell in this league either like talking to a couple of Rammer fellas I made the point to them like I could see him slotting in a number six for Cavan in in Championship football in the next couple of years if he can just get fit and get a good yeah. run of games. He's a hell of a player. True. Along with Bradley, I thought they were the two standard standout players. The year to won it and Jack Bradley as well and James Bradley, I
0: suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll it'll take it, it, the point being though that it it's vital for Rammer that they don't let this opportunity of a golden generation pass because it was a very young team winning that senior championship in 2016 but if they go this year without putting in the performance that they're capable of achieving, maybe not winning it you don't have to win it to play well but um, you definitely have to play well to win it so at some point, they're going to have to play well this year to make sure that they don't miss out on the opportunities that's in front of them. And I just I, I hope I hope we see the best out of Rammer coming up against the best out of Cavan Gales and maybe the best out of Gowna or, or whatever other teams are going to be competing.
1: Well, law and Gowna are two teams I'm looking forward to seeing. Like They played a good game last again and it will end up with law winning by a point. But
0: Temperamental too.
1: Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> spilled over. Well, Law and Gowna, they're in my <laughs> <Yeah>. red zone. <laughs> but I think... Uh, I, th- I, looking through both teams, like <sighs> extremely young teams and very talented. Like, like the Cruschelot team, um, right from right from the full back line up. I know Paddy Riley came on. That was his first taste of action this year. John C- Cook, Mark ocean Pearson. And by all counts that was a great battle. Um, You'd pay to see that alone. Oh yeah, that was a great battle. And then you had even the likes of Pierre Smith there. You're thinking yeah. he's almost a veteran. This issue. he's only twenty one or two. Like yeah, so. Yeah. There's there lots of great players the whole way up, and then of course on the ground team like you've got a couple of superstars like Ushin and Keen Madden and mm. fellas like that coming through, and even the likes of Robbie Fitzpatrick, still very young. Yeah. So yeah. and Mark McKeever playing fullback, one of the youngest of them all. Yeah,
0: he'll be in goals next year. <laughs> I keep telling him. So
1: I'm yeah. interested to see how how he'll do as as a fullback because he's a good enough player to play anywhere in the field because he's he's just a natural footballer. But I always thought his ball carrying was brilliant, and that wouldn't be the key strength for a fullback.
0: Well. That's where it's probably changed now slightly that the, it, the most important yards to gain are those first 40 yards on the field when you do turn over possession that you can get it out to the 65 and especially with the forwards that that Gowna currently have. I think it, full-back, centre-back are the two positions I'd be looking for Mark at the minute. That there you, you know, you well, Carry no, out, kick-pass in. He's a beautiful kick-passer. Wow, unreal, yeah. So you you imagine you're Oisin Pearson or Robbie Fitzpatrick or Keane Madden and you're getting supplied with ball as as Mark McKeever drives out from the full back line with a forty yard run and then delivers a, a left footed boot into the scoring zone you know it it, it could
1: work could work surely and another lad I forgot just when home much crush law was James the Miller Smith yeah. middle yeah. of the field and of course they have Darren McVeigh come back into the team I would oh, definitely he make the team <laughs> I would definitely rank Crush Law in in the top four in the betting for the championship this year. Well, that's controversial. But I'm throwing it out
0: there. Yeah, they give they gave the Gales their best game probably yeah, last definitely year. Definitely did in Cornafin, and,
1: and you'd expect them to be improving all the time. They've a good manager yeah. who knows how to win a championship from his own playing days. Uh, I think, I think. Uh, you see, you're, right you're looking
0: there. at a crop, a, a crop of a few teams that have have a really good young age profile of Gauna, Kershaw, Killegary. You know, on paper, although Darragh Kennedy's out for the year now with a broken... Co- well, sorry, he's out with a broken collarbone, although apparently it's knitting very well and he's uh, he's doing everything he can to be back for Calvin Seniors this year, Cavan Calvin on the 20s, depending on, on which way the injury goes. But a few young teams at like that, and obviously Ram are still a young age profile there as well. So, you know, them four, Calvin Gales, you couldn't really say is a young age profile. They, they'd be the no, the but mature is, group within There's it.
1: another championship or two in them. Oh, there is. But yeah. I don't... I, you know they haven't started another absolute dynasty the way they did ten years ago. I don't think I, I'm, I can't see their reign lasting for another ten years.
0: No, they'll but, be they'll, uh, they'll be competitive at the top of for a long period for, at the top of Cavan for a long period. But there's I don't see a reign of dominance. No, you know, no. But it's it's
1: going to be it's going to be very very interesting. Like I think I think uh, we say it every year, but it really has the makings of a good championship this year, especially yeah, Mulhorn awesome. out of it. Maybe a few better
0: games <laughs> <laughs> The all eyes will be on the intermediate this year so will <laughs> The intermediate watch, this wait, year it's going to be some championship What do you see now The intermediate the, the Sunday evening game at 7 o'clock In Kingspan Will be intermediate championship <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Mullerhorn
1: slots so <laughs> get, get the Mullerhorns <laughs> in but The intermediate in itself Is going to be a mighty ah, championship and I, I, like, We could go through 7 or 8 great teams In intermediate But the junior is going to be The best junior ever Without a doubt Without a doubt If like you look at that junior You take the teams That were in it last year So Kildallan Very much on the rise And knocking on the door And getting closer and if closer If they can get McPartland back Yeah if they can get him back They could have been In the junior final last year yeah. like They're a team I like the look of um, Shannon Gales as well You know you, They they're, they do have very good players like To get everybody like they on get the field At the same it. time <coughs> um, Drumley Drum- Drum- in the like, final. Drummile who were in the final last year. Yeah. Throw throw into the mix then um Den, Den Killing Care And Drum Lane. And Drum Lane. Like that's that's <laughs> trees. Like Den we were in the senior championship two or three years ago. So were Drummale, four years ago. Four years ago. And Killing Care and Intermediate Final two years ago. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's amazing to think those three teams are in junior. That's the, it. Any of those teams you could imagine could could win a junior championship and go up and win an intermediate championship.
0: And do you know what? It'll be very, very interesting to watch the attendances now this year across the championship because two two points. One, no games in Kingspan Brefni It's been dug up to, to re relay a new pitch. Um so you're gonna have the 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 provincial venues <laughs> coming into action. And then on top of that the fact that you're going to have so many good teams and so many or competitive teams in in those championships where you know the junior you could be forgiven for a number of years saying look it's going to come down to two or three teams and Come semi-finals, it's worth watching at that point. But you can't say that anymore, junior, no. and you definitely can't say it at intermediate. No. So we've we've got three competitive championships, and again, I know I've said it before, but I will say, hats off to the clubs of the county board, to clubs of the county, and the county board for coming up with this system and running through with it, because it's it's not always easy to say, Do you know what, maybe we are better off going into a competitive championship. It means we'll no longer be called a senior team, but a senior team by name and by name only isn't a senior team because. It's if you're not competitive at senior level you're not a senior team so. well I know you're
1: involved in Mullerhorn so I won't put you on the spot but if you take the example of Mullerhorn they lost the relegation playoff in extra time to Banyan last year with a young team primarily coming up you know what, what would be better for their development go down to intermediate try and win an intermediate championship get the whole parish going and buzzing about football again and then those yellows, fellas hit senior football with confidence behind them and an intermediate medal or hang hang around the bottom of, of senior ranks maybe a year or two ahead of their, their development curve and maybe take a couple of demoralising beatings I think it's a no Option
0: brainer. one yeah. Option one all day long so it is So Thanks very much everyone for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast uh, Tune in next week we'll be doing a full preview of the Cavan ladies in the Little National Football League Division 2 final
2: Yes it was great Yes it was great Yes it was great stuff And Larry has put it over it was hard, fast football. After that, you're
3: in Cavan, say. Yeah.
2: Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time?
3: And then the and it's over the left, and Cavan are not buried yet. Have them
2: doing all they could to hold their lead.
3: To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh yes, and over the bar, Finn and What a day he is having.
2: Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. How
3: are you? How are you? <laughs>